Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Daddick. Hello, everyone. Boy, do we have a fun show for you today. After Ginger, Lori, and I catch up, we are all going on a road trip with Lori and her sister, Angie Brown. And in our final segment, we are introducing something new, two minutes of kindness. So stay tuned. How are you, ladies? Doing good. Yeah, doing all right. Uh, yeah, how about you, Tracy? What's What's been going on? Do I answer that honestly? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I can. I can. Sure. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Everything, <laughs> Everything's great. Been, you know, busy as usual. And just when I thought this weekend that I wasn't going to have time to get any quilting in, I decided that I could spare 15 minutes and I got a whole bunch done. Oh, Because I actually did longer than 15 minutes. But, you know, sometimes you just need to sit. <laughs> yes. At least if you like shoe for 15, you know, if you get that 15, it's fabulous. But if you get more than that, then it's just gravy. I know. You know? It is gravy <laughs> indeed. And I also have a silly thing that happened at the end of last week. Ginger and I had a video shoot and my husband had this idea that we should, that I needed a new blouse to wear mm -hmm. on camera. Right. And so we have a like a really good Marshalls right near us. So I decided that I would run over to Marshalls real quick and see if they had anything. And sure enough, I found a bunch of things that were really Oh my good. goodness, she looks so cute. <laughs> yeah, like totally in love with like three really great blouses and a cute sweater. So, but that's neither here nor there. So months ago, I was at Marshalls and I had seen baking sheets that were covered with like enamel co coating that were colored. And they had a red one and everything in my kitchen is red. Now, I didn't want these baking sheets for cookies. I wanted it for next to my sewing table to organize my, you know, my patches as right. I was sewing. Okay. And somehow, for some reason, I second guessed the purchase and I put them back. Mm -hmm. Oh no. And I went back just a couple of days later and they were completely sold out of ah. all of the colors. And they had red and blue and pink and like Robin's egg blue. And I was so mad at myself. Like I was like, darn oh, it. Yeah. So all summer long, I have been looking and looking for some sort of tray that I can keep my patches on that will you know, is a little more sturdy. Now I've got some of the Lori Holt boards that I really, really like, mm -hmm. but I don't have multiples of the same side and size. And it's, you can't really stack easily more than one block on it. I mean, you could, but it's not as easy or usable. So I was just looking for something that would have a little bit of a side, a tray of some kind. No luck. Last week while I was at Marshall's, wouldn't you know, they had them. And I was able to find it in Robin's Egg Blue, and it matches – I brought it home. It matches my Ikea cart perfectly. Uh-huh. And so I'm so excited, and I keep meaning to take a picture and post it on Instagram just because I'm so pleased. 
<laughs> I'm just so happy. Uh, I was so terrified it was going to go the other way and you were going to be like, and I didn't buy them again. And oh, now oh, I'm picking no. myself oh, no. again. Oh, no. My husband was looking at me like, why? Why? We don't need cookies. Like, why are you <laughs> buying this? I don't understand. Like, you don't need to spend money on that. And I'm like, yes, I do. Don't question <laughs> it. So, but now it just sits right next to my sewing table. and I mean, right at my sewing table. And it's so cute. Oh, well, good. And you did. And I, I was blown away because your husband was so involved in your shirt picking process. And he did awesome. Like you guys, <laughs> I know, I don't think he specifically picked out these ones, but I know ones in the past you said he's gone and just found. And Oh, he gives a it a thumbs up. But usually, yeah. usually he will go through the racks and find, you know, an assortment of things. The things he found this time, Ah, it's hit or miss, right? <laughs> it was, it was, I don't know what he was thinking. I think he thinks in his brain that I am still 20. I'm not sure. Aww. <laughs> There's something nice about that, though. Mm. <laughs> it's all good. They were good colors. We found good things. So, what about you, Ginger? Oh, well, you know what I was doing the last week, um, you know, just filming. I, I was catching up. They're getting ready to film the next season of Love of Quilting. So I had to like hurry up and get all of my shows and everything that needed to get done, done in the studio. And um, so I think I did three days straight of filming. And one, it was for a new series that we're going to be doing. Um, there's five episodes for the sewing team and then five episodes for the quilting team. And it's called Pressing Matters. And um, we got to work with this amazing, it's a new Panasonic iron that's a cordless iron. And so I was playing with that all weekend long and it, or all week long, and it was awesome. So loving that. And uh, I think actually the show is going to be great. It's so, it's full of like every sewing and quilting, you know, pressing tip, just anything that you would want to know, you know, it was mainly me asking a lot of questions, which was great. I love doing that. So I learned so much last week. It was wonderful. Are we allowed to talk about that iron? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see why not. it is awesome. It is awesome. It is a very cool iron. I'll have to see if I can snag a picture of it and we can maybe show mm -hmm. it a little. Because the series is going to be coming out, I believe, in October or November. It's coming out relatively soon. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I think it's going to be a YouTube. It's a YouTube-based series. So I, what I loved about it is it gets right to the the point. Um, you know, I, I hate those when you're like in the middle of something and you're like, oh, I just need to look this up real quick. And then you go and you find a video and it takes them like five minutes to get to what you want to see. So we tried to like jump in real quick on these and really just like get to the point. But I think we came up with some good pressing issues that people have. And uh, hopefully it can really help, you know, no matter what kind of iron you have, we think that these are going to be really great tips for them. So, uh, yeah, so doing that on Tuesday or Wednesday and Thursday of last week. And then Friday, I got to do the latest um, sew along for the sewing team. And it's a quilted jacket and it's awesome. It's like a quilted bomber jacket. I got to see it and it was good. Yeah. When I told Tracy about it, um, I definitely think we can post a picture of that. That's going to be launching in November. She was so cute, though. She was like, oh, I thought you were going to actually do like a Victoria Finley Wolf where you take a quilt and you cut it down. And it I was totally like, no, was. this is from totally yeah, this is from a pattern. <laughs> but you could totally take this pattern and mm -hmm. find a quilt and use it. I mean, I don't see why you couldn't. So, uh, oh, my goodness. I want to make so many of these things. It's just fabulous. So, yeah. So I was actually I was doing a lot of work last week, but it was fun work. Really, really fun work. Um, all the shoots turned out great. And it was a good time. How about you, Lori? How's it going there? Well, I've had a, 
a really fun couple of weeks. First of all, my sister was coming, so I had to hurry up and get the sewing studio done because part of our fun is going to be sewing. And before I left on my trip, I got the sewing studio all done except the long arm. And last night we finished up the long arm. Nice. I actually have quilted my first quilt (gasps) in my new house. Yay! Oh, this is a moment. This is definitely, like, it's actually here. (laughs) It is. But then after, before I got the long arm set up, I got to go do my sister trip where we were gallivanting about the country with my sister. It was so fun. We get to tell you about it. I can't wait. I know, me either. I think think we need to just, like, dive right in and let's go hear about it. And I'm dying to meet Angie. (laughs) Today in Open Studios, we have a very special guest. Lori's sister, Angie Brown, joins us in the studio, and together they are going to tell us all about their special journey that they went on that included all kinds of quilty goodness. Listen in. Okay, Angie's here with me in my studio. I am. And we are going to tell you all about our adventures It was just so fun. It started out, she flew into Omaha, and then she drove to Lincoln, and my husband drove me to Lincoln, and we met at the hotel and went to have dinner, and then my husband came home and left (laughs) me with her. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Nice. So it was a true girl's trip. Everyone could see Lori's face right now. I know. (laughs) Well, they both just look so happy. I'm like, oh, it's awesome. Oh, now, had, uh, so when you got there, when's the last time you guys had actually seen each other in person? Actually, we had had a family reunion July. mid-July. Okay, so not and too long got not too to see long each ago. other for a couple of days there. Oh, but no but, sewing at that time. But I'm we guessing. usually do, uh, you know, Houston, when market and festival happen, mm-hmm. I go down and then I spend an extra few days and, and stay with her. And we didn't get to do that last year. So so it's really good to be together. Oh, yeah. And when you guys had the reunion, did you get to do any sewing together or was it just all no, reunion no. stuff? No. Yeah. See, so that's no fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you're in Lincoln. Yes. So and. I I have not shopped in Lincoln, so I had already sent a message to my friend Scott Flanagan and said, if we're going to be in Lincoln, we're planning to spend one day at the Quilt Museum, but we have a half a day or so. What should we do? And he said, you should go to the Cosmic Cow. Oh, what's that? What's that? It's a quilt shop. (gasps) Oh, you're kidding. What a cute name. Isn't it a cute name? And they did, uh, like, their decorations that when you walk in the door, there's this cute little wall hanging. It's probably 12 by 16 or something like that with a cow on it, of course. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) That wonderful fabric, wonderful fabric. Yes, yes, it was a very nice store. Oh, did you guys have, like, a separate fabric budget set aside so you could splurge? (laughs) So... <laughs> I'm on a trip. Uh-huh. I can spend whatever I want to on a trip. Nice. So, yeah, I bought 
right along. Yes. <laughs> nice. I yes. want to travel with you now, too. <laughs> <laughs> One of the pictures that we took was after we'd, we were done with all the shopping and we were headed back to my house. And we took a picture of the trunk of the car. Oh, no. Oh, really? It's pretty funny. <laughs> There were lots and lots of bags in the trunk of the car. Yes. Oh, yes. and that was just at that one store? Uh, no, we we just kind of shopped right along, you know, as we went to different stores, different places. I I love to shop and I love fabric. I buy things and I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. But it's just pretty or fun or so. Yeah, I've never been to Lincoln. So does it have like a main downtown area or where where was the where were the shops located? I don't know. We put it in GPS, so I don't know where it was. <laughs> how did we travel before that? Like how did we get anywhere? Isn't that the truth? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we just followed what GPS told us to do and we found it. You're like Google, find the shops. <laughs> it was in an older section of town, but it was just such a fun little shop. The lady that was there was very personable. She was. She was. Um, it was a fun place. And I got to pick up, I think, two pieces of fabric that had poetry on them. I am working on making a quilt for my English major grandson, and I wanted to to have poetry in it. So well, I picked up a couple of pieces for that. So it was fun. Nice. I love uh, that idea. Yeah, Lori, did you have any projects in mind or you were just looking for future stuff? Uh, the only thing I really had in mind is I have a pattern that I've had for probably, oh, I don't know, at least eight years for a whole cloth quilt. And I simply needed a piece of whole cloth. Well, I didn't get it at the Cosmic Cow, but check with me again later and I'll tell you where I did <laughs> that. <Ooh. laughs> nice. Ooh. All right. All right. So then so after the, second, the Cosmic Cow. We finished at the Cosmic Cow, did dinner, went to our hotel and talked 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and then the following day, we went to the International Quilt Museum. <gasps> and, and you should go. Uh, now, every, have, have you guys every, been there before? No. Neither of us. Oh, wow. No. And it was absolutely amazing, just incredible. One of the exhibits was 9-11 and grief and that sort of thing. It was commemorative kinds of things. Yeah. Yes. And they said that, that there was just part of the exhibit was left there at the museum, that they'd shipped over 200 pieces to New York for the commemorative yeah. uh, services the that they had years, in yeah. New York City. I, and what was left was still uh, just amazing. Oh, man. Did they have like Kleenex all throughout? Because <laughs> I don't know if I I don't know if I could have handled it. Oh. It it was, it was yeah. It was very touching. There were many, many panels. I, I remember seeing one of the panels was number 105. And these panels were huge. They were like way more than a bed-sized quilt and just had things that people had made for specific people who had died 9-11. Then there were also things that weren't 9-11. One of my favorites was a 
quilt made with little, probably one inch squares mm -hmm. of the statue of Iwo Jima where the raising the Marines are raising oh, the flag. Wow, it's very powerful. Oh, Amazing. Yeah. The story card about it said that the creator had served two terms in Iraq and was dealing with PTSD and quilting was one of the things that helped him. So he made this wonderful quilt. The quilting was all dog tags. Wow. Wow. It was it was stunning. Just one of those kind of made your heart stop in your throat. Oh my goodness. Let's see, what were some of the other things? There was there was an AIDS quilt or a panel, I guess they call it. You know, the AIDS quilts are so big and you know, cover huge yeah. territory. And so it was one of those that was again very powerful. And then I think that there were just some commemorative kinds of things that were more more personal, not for a cause necessarily, just remembering, mm -hmm. you know, a grandfather or something like that. So so they were really neat. One of the other things that I really liked in that exhibit was a display that was wooden, sort of like trees that had little cards clothespin to the branches of the tree. And then there was a table over against the wall where you could write your own messages. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So it's interactive. So you could write a message remembering somebody or conveying a thought. One of the ones that I really loved was in kind of juvenile handwriting, and it was just a really uplifting thing. You're important, you matter, that sort of thing. I'll, I'll, I have a photo of it. And okay. I'll let you see that on the show notes page. Just cool stuff. Yeah. Did you take lots of images of uh, the uh, pretty much everything? We took a lot of pictures. <laughs> and we haven't even told you about the second big exhibit that was there. Okay. We're ready. I'm here for it, Lori. I'm here for it. Yeah, I know. What was next? The second <laughs> exhibit was Modern to Modern and... They had modern quilts like uh, Victoria Finley Wolf's Double Edge Love was okay. there. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. But there was also a quilt that was the same pattern, that double wedding ring, that was made a while back that wasn't modern, but, but still it was a modern-looking quilt. And they had lots and lots and lots of wonderful quilts there deconstructed stars and really modern improv things. But then there was the piece that was from some of them from the late 1800s that really? kind of had the same general look. It was so fun. Oh, wow. So basically it was, it was quilts that were that old, like 1800s old, and, but they looked modern. Yeah. Yeah, they oh, were cool. They were modern they were, takes, you know, like that double wedding ring. And and then a, you know, one that was, you know, maybe not exactly like it, but but kind of that same feel. Nice. So quilts are like everything. It just comes back around. You know? yes, it's just exactly. like fashion. <laughs> and the thing that Angie and I noticed when we were when we were looking was you know how everybody that quilts were awful. 
we always think all of our points have to be so precise and all this. Some of those quilts had points that were cut off. No, not that. They did. But they were gorgeous <laughs> quilts. And and I didn't care that that there were places that it wasn't exactly perfect. They were gorgeous quilts. It felt like a lesson that we need to remember. So you're saying one day I could have a quilt in the museum. Absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have cut many a point, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so then. So then we went to Fremont. We went to Fremont. It didn't take as long as I thought it would take. We had sort of allowed a whole day for the International Quilt Museum, and we were done, and it was only like two-ish, I'm going to guess. So I sent a message to Scott Flanagan, and I said, are you at work? We have time. We can come to Fremont, because it's only about an hour's drive. Okay. He responded immediately and said, yes, come on. Uh So we went to Fremont, and... The store that Scott works at is Country Traditions, and it's in an old building, and it has fairly new owners just in the last few months, and it's wonderful. Uh, I actually got a little carried away when I (laughs) checked out. I want to know what a little carried away means to you, Lori. Well, it was under $200. Okay. All right. All right. That's not too bad. That's a a little carried away. Just a little. Okay. Got it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, I found perfect material for that whole cloth quilt that I was talking about. Oh, that's great. You know, you need a front for the quilt and you need a back for the quilt. Yes, you do. So, so I got two pretty good sized chunks of material for that one. Oh, my goodness. Did you guys go through, like, a sensory overload at all? Like, after going to the museum and seeing all of that and then going to another shop that day? Or were you like, bring on more? You know, I'm pretty good at shopping, so so it wasn't <laughs> not an issue. You got reinvigorated, huh? It was not hard at all. And it was delightful to see Scott. And uh, Scott has a new line of fabric coming out pretty soon. Yes, he does. Did you get to see it? gorgeous Batiste. Oh. I got to see a little snap. He had a picture (gasps) of it on his phone. Nice. And we'll be watching for that. Yes? Yes. Yes. Nice. Nice. I'll be frantically texting Karen Gibbs later and like, where are the photos? Come on. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> bring it out. And Scott, he's a friend of the podcast. We had him on, it was a little bit earlier in our run, right? Yes. I can't remember correct. exactly what episode it was, but Tracy, maybe you can put a link to it. So I'll put people a link can, in yeah, the show notes. People can re-listen to yeah. that because it was a great episode. Yes. He's wonderful. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we should have him on again. We yes. should. He and can give us the me, real. He can tell us everything that Lori got. <laughs> give us right. all the details. I was like, all right, give us the dirt. <laughs> and for me, I have to say that that traveling with my little sis is kind of fun because I get to ride on her shirt tails, Aww. and you know, meet all these famous people, <laughs> and you know, benefit from their knowledge. And uh, you know, I bought his book, which he autographed for me picked up a couple other patterns and there's one more pattern that we have to contact him for, you know, to get that one. So tons of ideas. And I said I was going to go home and I would quit cleaning house and 
working on the yard I was just going to sell. So <laughs> I love that. Yes. I like that oh. idea. I like that idea too. Yeah. I think we we'll, we need a, like a, we all gather together and we're like, okay, ladies, let's do it. Today's the day. We're not going to do anything else, but, but quilt together. So <laughs> I think, I think that needs to happen. That That'd sure need to happen indeed. Yeah. <laughs> well then. Oh no, there's more. There's mm-hmm. more. The next day we went to Hamilton, Missouri, which is the home of Missouri Star Quilts. <gasps> Oh, oh, my. It's like the Mecca. Uh, yes. Yeah. I was pretty amazed. I'd never been there either. And pretty much one and a half blocks, both sides of the street, are different shops for Missouri Star. They're divided up by type of fabric. So there's a store that has old Civil War and 30s reproduction. And there's one that has the really bright florals. And there's one that's all solids. Well, oh, wow. solids and, and grunge and that type mm-hmm. of, of thing. Tonal. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh dear. Seriously, I don't think this place exists. This is like in my dreams. Like, I <laughs> don't think there's actually you. a place that does that. I'm like, oh, no, that, that just, it doesn't exist. It's, and it actually kind of blows my mind that because Tracy, have you been there before? No. See, no, I, I can't haven't. believe that you guys, for as long as you've been quilting, you know, that you haven't been there. So I'm like, oh man. Well, oh. and I lived in Missouri for nearly 20 years. And you and haven't I, been either? And I never went. Well, and so, I, I would like to know like what year they started building it up because I it's not been there that right. long. No, it yeah. hasn't. It hasn't been that long. Mm-hmm. And it's such a wonderful story yeah. of, of how they came to be there and how the business grew. And, you know, it's it's just truly an amazing, amazing place. I keep thinking of that quote in uh, Princess Bride where they talk about the rodents of unusual size, like the only U.S.'s, and they're just like, I don't think they exist. <laughs> I was like, Missouri Star, I don't think it exists. So I have to go. I have to go. Road trip. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was amazing. There was one really funny, funny, funny thing that happened. Oh, no. The end of the first day, we were just checking out just finishing up paying for our purchases, and it started raining. Well, we finished paying, and we went out, and we stood by the front door under the awning, and it was raining really hard. And we thought, oh, it's okay. It'll it'll stop in just a few minutes. Well, it didn't stop in just a few minutes. Oh. Oh, no. So we finally decided we'd just go ahead and go to the car. When we got to the car, and it was only like a half a block, we were drenched like even our underwear we were drenched our hair was totally flat dripping 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 down our oh it was so funny I have a picture of us after we got in the car I'll put that on the show notes page had you got your fabric and stuff we had stuff but the plastic bags that they had were good none of mine even got wet it was just you. That's the first thing I think of. What about the fabric? <laughs> All of our stuff was good. You In the picture, you'll see even my glasses are just totally oh. covered with water. 
It was so funny. And we sat in the car and we said, you know, sister trips are all about making memories. Here is a memory. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so great. I'm so glad you got pictures of all this. I can't wait. Uh, We'll definitely put those up on the show notes because, oh, my goodness, that way. It'll make it feel like we really were there with you. (laughs) Yeah, it was great fun. The next day we went back to uh, Missouri Star for a little while, but there wasn't, we'd already been to most of it. We also that day went to two small towns nearby. One of them had a vintage car show. Ah, so fun. We got to see 57. Chevys and 56 Chevys and Fords and and old, old cars. And what did they call them? Rat rods? Rat rods, yes. That, that they kind of build just with pieces and parts. Mm. They're, they're very old and rusty. <laughs> and There were two of them there. And one of them had on the... I don't know. I called it the manifold, but I'm not very mechanical, so it might not have been the manifold. But up on the engine, uh, there were two plastic life-sized rats. (laughs) Because they call them rat rods. Rat rods. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, funny. Oh, Oh, funny. Um, And then that was in a little town called Gallatin. Yes. And then we went a little farther to a town called Jamesport. And there was a shop. We, we'd we been in, in one of their satellite shops in Hamilton. Okay. But the main shop was in Jamesport, and they had tons and tons of candles and pretty decorating items. And, oh, my goodness, it was yeah. great. Just yeah. great fun. Very cool. Very cool. And there's a, in that area is a, an Amish community. And so there was food and, you know, some of their work, which it doesn't matter what they do, I don't think. It's yeah. exquisite. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're woodworking, their quilts, their their food that they make. And, and that was fun. That was fun as well. As we were leaving town, we actually were behind a horse-drawn carriage. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so it, great. Yeah, it was, it was just was very fun. Way cool. It was very fun. Oh, so jealous. You guys do just look so happy. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> and and don't you love how much alike we looked? Yes, so they fun. do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait till you guys see each other. It was the first thing because I think you had sent us a few pictures while you were there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness, they really do look a lot alike. So Yeah, we <laughs> almost every time we go someplace together, people will ask us if we're twins. We, did, we didn't get that this time, no. but we did get the lady in the gas station that said, are you guys sisters? <laughs> yes, we You should are. be like, no, I, I don't know who this person is. I've <laughs> never seen her before in my life. <laughs> and we managed to get home now and to my house. And, you know, we're just kind of going to be incommunicado here for the next couple, three days because we are going to play. Nice. So we're lucky we got you is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lori's going to give me some more lessons. You know, even though I'm the oldest, she is the most skilled. So she will be sharing some of her knowledge with me and and we'll go from there. 
Now, do you have a long arm and everything too, in like a studio setup? I do not. I do not, and I, I don't know how I could fit that into my life as well. So, so I there's have, always a way. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but she has Lori, so she could yeah, just send exactly. things to Lori. Yeah. So you know, um, I'm pretty fortunate there, and she's willing to comment on my on my skills and where I can work on things. And well, and she's wonderful when she mails me quilts, she presses them first and then she folds them very carefully. So when I get them, I can take them out of the box and I don't need to press them. Oh, that's nice. nice. Does she give you a really sweet sister discount? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a family I want to be in. (laughs) So, Angie, is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to Lori showing you how to do in the next few days? So, Lori, I I too have benefited some from from Lori's profession in that she has shared books with me and patterns with me and so forth. And she sent me, I have quite a bit on quilting on my domestic machine. Mm Mm-hmm. So I told her when I came that I wanted to to play with that. I'm not sure that I will say, oh, I'm going to do this forever, but I, but I want to play with it. And we're going to review uh, machine binding. Mm-hmm. She's showed that to me once, and I, I, need, I need a little bit more work on that. So I think that's, you know, and then I brought seven quilts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I brought seven quilts that we may get some of those quilted as well, so. That's kind of what we're doing. That and eating ice cream. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're you're serious. We're we're not going to see you guys for a while. <laughs> you're going in deep. <laughs> yeah, I have a question. So who's cooking? Ooh. Uh, I may do some cooking. Probably. Lori. <laughs> <laughs> you're like food. Who needs food? We have quilts. <laughs> One of the shops in in uh, Hamilton was a fudge shop, Ooh. and they had like. 25 or 30 different flavors of fudge. So we've still got fudge left. We, we do. Could maybe just do fudge nice. for dinner. I, I was going to say breakfast, but yeah. <laughs> hey, breakfast and dinner. Why not? <laughs> My husband has been eating pumpkin pie for breakfast all week because they had one at the grocery store. And he was just like, well, I this go. makes excellent breakfast. I start my day with vegetables. Well, yeah, and <laughs> eggs. There's eggs in it and dairy, so it's it's a fine you know. breakfast. Yeah, yes, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Great. Well, I feel like I feel like we're holding you guys up. <laughs> You're like, can we wrap this up so I can get to yes. we can get to quilting? <laughs> Well, that was an amazing journey. Oh, it I was. I am just so excited. You sent us photos. Uh, you know, you were texting us photos as you were working. And all of a sudden, I was like, you know, that would make a really great episode of just hearing your story. So I'm so glad that you came on to share your road trip with us. It I, was I would fun. have much was... preferred to be there with you, but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but hearing about it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great fun. And, you know, and it causes me to think. Yes, sister trips, but but why not quilt girlfriends, you know? Everybody load mm-hmm. up in a nice nine-passenger van and, and... Oh, yeah. And just go. Do a shop hop girl trip kind of thing. 
Oh, I love it. So oh. I think that's a great idea. And if you can bring a sister, that makes it even better, right? <laughs> well, this is a new segment that we're doing. Welcome to Two Minutes of Kindness. Inspired by all of your letters to tell us about, you know, being kind as a quilter. So thank you for all those letters that you read, that we read in the last episode. In this episode, Ginger would like to tell a story. Yes, I would. This is, it's a little embarrassing to admit this, but I had gotten a text from somebody. And in the text, it said, hey, there's a priority package waiting for you um, at the office. It's going to get there on Friday. And I had the phone number in my phone, the person, I didn't know who it was. And I was like, okay, well, maybe if I ask some questions, I'll be able to (laughs) figure out who it is. So I, uh, I, you know, I'm like, oh, well, what are you sending? Thinking, oh, if I know what they're sending, maybe I'll figure it out. And all they put was something beautiful, but not as beautiful as you. And I was like, oh, great, but that doesn't help. I don't know who this is. So it was driving me nuts. And I couldn't get to the office right away. There was just a lot of stuff going on. So it was almost about two weeks before I was actually able to finally get in there. Come to find out, Terry Lucas had sent me a package and I was just really kind of blown away. I was like, oh, Terry, because I'm trying all these people in my mind. I'm like, oh, it could be from this person or that person. And I hadn't heard from Terry in a really long time. And so that made it even great. Like I couldn't have not even opened the package. And just knowing that Terry Lucas sent me a package, I was like, oh, this is great. But then I got to open the package and it got even better. Um, She had sent me, it's Lada, how do you say the last name, Tracy? Uh, Jan Stutter. Jan Stutter. And she had sent me, it's a paper pattern play book that she had sent. It looks like maybe she got it at like a a, um, secondhand store or just something. And it is full of just different types of pattern, uh, paper patterns. It's just um, beautiful paper projects that you can do. And it's so funny because at first I was like, I wonder why she's sending me this. Um, And I thought maybe at first it was just for like inspiration on different quilting patterns and things like that, because there's plenty of that in there too. And I reached back out to her, of course, when I got it and knew it was from her and just told her how much I loved it. But what's even crazier is, is that Lada, her sewing book, it's, um, let me see, I got the name of it right here. It is the Everyday Style. That particular book, it was literally the first sewing book I had ever worked with before. And I don't think Terry knew that. So the fact that she would send me the paper, the, the same, you know, author, but send me the paper <laughs> version of it. Like, it's really kind of eerie. Like, wow. she know, like, she has secret powers, I swear. So this was, that was my, my, my moment of kindness is just out of the blue to get something from somebody who I adore that just makes me know that they adore me too. So it was awesome. And Terry, I, hopefully you're listening. Oh my goodness. The amount of love that we have for you, just all of us but specifically me. Like, I just feel like you always go above and beyond and you're just always thinking of other people. And so it's amazing. I I hope one day to be as wonderful as you. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. And I know exactly the book that you got. Yep. I remember when that came out. Oh my gosh, the buzz. 
the buzz in the quilting community because she is just an amazing artist. And at the time, she created some fabric designs. I forget which company. Lori, do you remember which company? I don't. Yeah, I don't off the top of my head. But anyway, she had some fabric that came out and then that book got published. And so I know that Lori, that Terry is, you know, a big Lada Jan's daughter fan. And so what a sweet gift. Oh my goodness. It is awesome. So now I'm trying to figure out, I want to, I need to, of course, send her like a lovely thank you note, but I want to make it. So it's coming, Terry. It just might take me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Ginger, maybe that's your next video. Ooh, could be. (laughs) Could be. A stitched, stitched card. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Yeah, but it just, oh my goodness, so much love. And I just, I was blown away. And the fact that it would just be such an important book because I I made, oh my goodness, probably at least two or three of the beautiful tunics in the sewing book. And that was given to me by Amanda Crestio, who's the editor over at Sew News Magazine. So uh, everybody is telling me I must have this woman in my life. So... (laughs) (laughs) I will continue to keep her in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. So at the end of our two minutes uh, of kindness segment, I think what we're going to do, and we'll do this, you know, as frequently as we can, but I would love to give all of our listeners uh, sort of a call to action. So the next two weeks until the next episode, I would, or we would like you to reach out to a quilting friend that you haven't talked to in a while and send them a note or a card or a book. (laughs) Yes, or a book or even just a message, you know, just I am them in either, you know, Facebook or Instagram or wherever you contact them Mm -hmm. and let them know you're thinking of them. I mean, even just that to know that somebody is thinking of you that you haven't heard in a while, it's so wonderful to hear. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Whatever you feel can be just as simple thinking of you. And that's it. Could make someone's day. And it did. Yay. It was so much intrigue, too. I loved it around the house. Everyone was like, who was it? Who was it? <laughs> we were dying. Like my, my daughter was so cute. She kept asking like every week, did you go and get that package yet? I'm like, no, I don't know who it is. <laughs> so now it. I have her phone number saved in my phone, so it will never happen again. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> Well, it has been such a sweet episode, you guys. Thank you so much for sharing everything with me. And thank you, Angie, for joining us. My pleasure. Oh, you're welcome back anytime. (laughs) Thank you. And Lori, we are having so much fun hearing all of your adventures. Oh, I'm so glad to share. It's fun. Yay, we're going to have the old Lori back now, man. She's got her studio up and running. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There's no stopping her now. And we're just going to be jealous every single week. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you next time, guys. Hey, everyone. It's Tracy. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I have some good news for you. It's not over yet. Handy Quilter is pleased to bring you my conversation with educator and computerized quilter, Kim Sandberg. While you're listening, go to handyquilter.com to find the right machine, local events, or quilting classes for you. Hey, Kim, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Tracy. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you today. 
I usually start by asking general questions about how you started quilting. Can you tell us a little bit about how that happened for you? Absolutely. I always love to tell my my quilting journey, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. So when I was a senior in high school, I had been sewing, doing 4-H, making my own clothes for years. My Barbies had the best wardrobe, let me tell you. <laughs> and then my senior year of high school, I loved looking through catalogs. You remember the big old fat catalogs we used to get from like Spiegel, JCPenney? <laughs> I remember those. I know. Uh-huh. Blast from the past. Right. The Spiegel catalog had this really cool quilt in it. And I thought, oh, I want to make this. So I got a piece of graph paper and I started drawing out the design. And it was a log cabin. Of course, I didn't know that at the time, but I drafted it out the size I wanted. And then I went to my grandmother's house and she had this room in her basement that was just magical. It was clear full of fabric. She had enough fabric. Whenever she'd buy fabric, she'd buy enough that she could do a queen size quilt on the top and on the bottom and just like do them together and tie them. Remember how we used to do quilts like that too? Yeah. So she had tons of fabric and I picked out the fabric and I cut it out and that's how I got started. It took me five years to finish that quilt. It wasn't until I actually graduated from college that I finished it. I would just work on it a little bit at a time, but I got hooked. When I had my first baby, I stayed at home and made quilts. I think that's a pretty common thing Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. It's Mm -hmm. very common. And uh, I had a background in education um, in my, as my former life, as I like to call it, I was a junior high English teacher. And so I've always loved teaching. And I went to a local quilt shop and said, Hey, I was wondering if, uh, I could maybe help out a little, teach some classes. And she said, sure. And so I did some basic beginning classes for people. And she had a long arm. And she taught me how to long arm. And I would do just a basic stipple all over Mm -hmm. on these quilts. Lots of fun. Did that for a few years. We moved a few times as a family, ended up here in Utah. And I finally had saved up enough money to buy my own long arm. What year was this? This was in 2014 when I actually purchased my, well, I was ready to buy my own long arm. So I shopped around a lot, went to local shops, did all that, bought my long arm. And then kind of the fun, serendipitous, how I ended up at Handy Quilter. I went to a retreat for my local chapter of the Modern Quilt Guild. And I met a gal named Sarah Watts, who is not the Sarah Watts Mm -hmm. that a lot of you are probably thinking of. (laughs) She is actually the VP of product development here at Handy Quilter. And her and I were up late the one night talking and I was telling her how much I love teaching. I'd been teaching all along. I love quilting. And she said, Kim, you should come and work for Handy Quilter. And I was like, what? And she sent me a link to apply to be a national educator to travel and teach. And I applied and got the job and the rest is history. So from there, I moved into the studio when a job became available. A few of the gals retired and I'm here every day now and I love it. Dream job right here. My goodness. What a journey. So when you bought your long arm, was it a handy quilter? Yes. Yes, it was. I usually ask because you never know. Like sometimes, you know, someone will buy, you know, a used machine or something like that. So when you bought your long arm, what were you planning? Was it just for personal use? Did you want to work for hire? What did you want to do? The plan was to start a business and quilt for other people. I'd actually been doing custom quilting on my home machine, believe it or not, for people for about six or seven years. 
And I'd also been just making custom quilts. On your domestic? On my domestic machine. Oh I know. my goodness. I know. I, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was <laughs> determined. I was determined. And I, I started quilting on my domestic machine in 2007, I want to say, 2006, 2007, around there. And I did it because I was on a very limited budget at the time. And I figured if I quilted my quilts myself, that meant I had money for the next project to start mm -hmm. on sooner. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I had been doing that for quite a few years. When I bought my long arm, I got an Avante with a pro-stitcher. And right from the start, I knew I wanted to start a business and quilt for others. And I did. I was a member of a few different local guilds and I took quilts in and showed them and I got some really great customers pretty quickly. So it was fun. Were you able to do it full time from the start when you purchased your machine? It took me about six months to build up the confidence and my customer base. I really lucked out in one of my quilt guilds, and this is advice I always give people when they're thinking about starting a quilting business. I went to my local quilt guild and said, hey, I know a lot of you do charity quilts. I am willing to quilt any charity quilt for anybody as long as you provide the backing, the batting, and the top. I'll do the thread. That way I can use the thread I've got that I'm comfortable with. And I practiced. Those ladies gave me 30-something quilts that I got to practice oh, I on. Bet. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> It was so great, though, because by the time I got done, I would always go and show the quilts at Quilt Guild, and people were confident in what I could do, and I was confident in what I can do, and so from there, it picked up, and for a period of time, I was pretty darn busy until I started traveling a lot, and then I had to kind of back off from that. Mm -hmm. So tell me more about like your decision to purchase the Pro Stitcher. Is that something that people are anxious about or do you feel like people go all in, like they're comfortable with a computer, like they want that from the beginning? I think it goes both ways. That's definitely something I've learned here working at Handy Quilter, teaching people the pro stitcher, either just like you mentioned, they're already familiar with like say embroidery software, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So they've got a comfort level with it or they just think to themselves, you know what, I want to be able to do this and I want to be able to do it at a level that like for me, part of the choice of getting a pro stitcher was deciding I wanted to be able to quilt for customers and do something other than just that basic stipple that I had done mm -hmm. for so long with confidence that I could give them the results they wanted faster than I felt like it would take me to learn how to um, master those long arm free motion quilting skills. So we get people with both levels. I always get people that tend to make the comments about how using a pro stitcher is cheating a little bit. I don't know if you guys can really? hear me doing air quotes. Uh, air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's Why not. Why would that be cheating? I don't even understand that concept because I don't have much experience with a long arm. But what I do know about using the pro stitcher and from videos that I've watched on your website and on your YouTube channel it's so incredibly customizable where you can just choose a section of your quilt and you can choose exactly the design that goes into that particular block or that patch. I mean, that's not cheating. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I always, I always stress to people too, that learning how to use the pro stitcher is its own skill set. Just like you learn how to long arm quilt and you learn how to make those designs and quilt them so that you're very confident with what you've done using the pro stitchers the same way. It takes practice, but it's totally doable. You just have to do it. You know, uh -huh. we have that idea of 15 minutes of creativity every day. You just need to do it. When you started and you decided to make the leap, you know, you had already been doing it at 
the store you were working at. I don't know if times have changed because I feel like there are definitely two kinds of people. There are the people who want to create a business. And then there are the people who just want it for themselves. They just want to be able to have that creativity or finish quilts faster is another option. What do you say to people who maybe don't have that store experience? Maybe this is a really big leap for them, but they have the desire in either category. Well, the first thing I always want to remind them is that quilting is supposed to be fun. So Mm -hmm. they just need to relax and enjoy the process. I think one of the things that's so cool about quilters is it's just something we're so passionate about. We do it because we love it. We do it because we love to give the quilts to people. We do it because of the joy it brings to us. And so when somebody is determined to learn how to use that pro stitcher, I just, you know, remind them this really is fun. And seeing those finished quilts, it's such a sense of satisfaction. As for not having experience in a shop, if you're wanting to create your own business, I always recommend that you reach out to someone else that is a long-arm quilter for hire. You'll find that we're really friendly people. (laughs) And more than likely, someone is very willing to help you get started and give you advice and tell you what worked for them, give you ideas of how to find customers in your area. Honestly, I don't know a long-arm quilter for hire out there who doesn't have so many customers that has a backlog, a huge backlog. So there's lots of customers available out there. So for taking that leap to start a business, just reach out, reach out to people around you and, and get that support. And then for that person who just wants that pro stitcher for herself, I say, just go for it. Just give it a try, take some classes and enjoy the process. So where can we find you online? So if if a person wants to learn more about what you do and how you teach, where can they find you? Well, actually, I'm on ProStitcher.com a whole lot. (laughs) If you look on there, there's video tutorials for both the ProStitcher and ProStitcher Designer and Catalog, and I'm the face and the voice that's in all of them. So (laughs) I'm there. I'm also in the weekly watch and learns that we do every Tuesday at noon mountain time on Facebook and on YouTube. So I'm actually in a lot of places. And (laughs) if you want to come meet me in person, come out to Salt Lake City. We do tours if you just want to drop in and say hi at Handy Quilter. Oh, I have done that tour and it's fantastic. Yes. Yes. You totally should come. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Everyone should come (laughs) if they're out here. You get to see where the machines are born and look at all the amazing quilts we have here. And then we also do retreats, both long arm, pro stitcher and designer retreats. And then of course there's Academy. If you want to come out for the biggest handy quilter party of the year, that's in June every year, just check handyquilter.com for more details about that. Thank you so much. This has been so informative and I hope, hope helpful to our listeners. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.